Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Adele Lyons at the Coast Chamber. It's uh, amazing what they've done. The annual meeting was such a culmination of so much hard work. Great to see everybody there smiling and doing their thing. If you missed that, you can go take a look at that at the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page. Um, during the during the course of Koshu, one of the beauties of this position is I get a chance to talk to a lot of people who are in the know, legislators and leaders in the state, uh, uh, business leaders, just a wide range of people. And uh, one of my favorite is uh, Senator Jeremy England. We've had several conversations on Coastview. We just stay in touch. He's from uh, District 51. And so what we're going to do now, we're literally going to just have a, a rapid fire. So before we go any further, let's just say good morning to the Senator England. Hey, good morning, Ricky. And look, I have my coffee, so I'm ready for some rapid fire this morning. <laughs> okay. We're going to rock and roll. First of all, you know, you and I talked about this off the air for a minute, but <laughs> District 51, man, man, if you look at the at how over the years these these lines that that decide what the districts are they are just so strange and i know there are lots of historic reasons for that but how do you describe your area yeah ricky and look so you know unfortunately it'd be easier to draw lines if people lived in a straight line right but they don't they they spread out and uh so district 51 is a great district um it's it's primarily the northern part of jackson county uh, so, so I think of I-10 North, but I do dip down into Ocean Springs uh, a little bit, and North Ocean Springs, North Pascagoula, and, and North Goche. I've got all of the city of, of Moss Point. Uh, I've got the communities of East Central and, and Wade and, and Van Cleve, and some of St. Martin. Um, and, and as you mentioned, when we were talking off air, I've got one little small, uh, I guess, a, a panhandle, you would call it, that drops down to Petty Boy Island. And I sure wish we had people living down there so I could go campaign on Petty Boy. But, oh, I love but, Petty Boy. But, Oh, that's right. It's one of my favorite places. We used to camp there when I was younger. But, um, you know, I think, you know, those are state waters. So we've got to have representation there. But it's a it's a great district. I'm proud to represent those folks. But uh, but primarily north, north all the way to, to George County and then east all the way over to Alabama. It's a it's a big district with the Pascagoula River uh, Basin right there in the middle. What I, what I like about you're Republican, you're conservative. But what I like about you, um, Jeremy, is that first of all, you do your homework. And secondly, you don't always just toe the line. You 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 have an independent voice. I like the way that you're careful about how you choose to use your voice. In other words, you don't just you don't just you know, scream all the time because if you did, actually, it would affect your ability to be a leader in the Senate. You have to be there's there's sort of a decorum that you have to represent there. But when you feel very very passionate about something, you jump on it, and I really uh, uh, admire that about you. So let's move on. So. Coastal Mississippi tourism effort. I had the opportunity to visit Mark uh, Henderson here on Coastview. He owns uh, Lazy Magnolia. He has a bunch of patents. He's in the sophisticated radar technology. He's a really smart guy. He's the president-elect of the Coastal Mississippi tourism effort. And he came and joined me on Coastview. And he, one of the things he mentioned, had a great visit, incidentally, but one of the things he mentioned is that they had made some bylaws changes that would really impact regionalism uh, negatively. And he was deeply concerned about it. And as a result of his comments, uh, got the attention of a lot of leaders across coastal Mississippi. And, and what I have heard, and most of the people that I talk to are deeply concerned about it as well, especially casino operators. 
Um, one of the things that, that I like to remind people of is after Katrina, one of the major uh, recommendations that came out of the effort that I had the opportunity to lead for the Governor's Commission was that we move our, our tourism efforts to a regional tourism effort and, and promote coastal Mississippi as an entity. So that would be Jackson, Harrison, and Hancock County working together. Eventually, we got that done thanks to the leadership of people like John Harrison from Hancock Whitney and the legislature. But we got that done. And the beauty, if you look at now in the pandemic, the numbers are literally undeniable. We have been unbelievably successful uh, because we've been very strategically focused on it. What are the competitive advantages for coastal Mississippi and how do we move forward? And I think that, you know, it's a, it's a little unfortunate that so, certain members of the, of the commission have wanted to tinker with success at the, in this moment and create a lot of noise during especially this challenging moment. So. I think it's really important for us to get back to re- reminding people why this is so important and that anything that we do that would, af- that would affect or even threaten regionalism in any way is going to cause leaders from across coast of Mississippi to, to, to rally and say, we can't do that. But you actually went to the last meeting. You got interested in the subject. You got concerned about what you were hearing. The last Coastal Mississippi Tourism Board meeting was actually in Jackson County, so you attended that. What did you observe? Right, that's right, Ricky. They were, I think it was April 29th. Uh, it was over at the, the Grand Magnolia, uh, and I think it may have been Mark's first, uh, first meeting that he was uh, presiding over, and he, he did a great job. Uh, but one thing that, that really surprised me, and it was what I'd been hearing and, and kind of hit me out of the blue, because, again, look, we, we want to be one coast. We want to be, uh, you know, the coastal Mississippi, the secret coast. That's all three counties across Mississippi. But it seems like there was a, a an effort maybe to centralize um, leadership or centralize decision making uh, into one particular area. And, and, of course, that concerns everybody on the board that, would, that has the one coast mindset you know we've got um you know we've got hancock harrison and jackson county and and so that was very concerning to me we had leaders from jackson county uh we had our our county administrator we had supervisors and and all of us have become very concerned with how that centralization seems to be happening now it just it it doesn't um it just doesn't bode well for the for the the coastal mississippi outlook and what i think we can do as a coast if we get back to more of a regionalized um, attitude. So, so I'll just say that that kind of floating over the table at that meeting, uh, it's very concerning. And I, I hope that we can quickly move beyond that um, from that board. Well, they considered, the board. Yeah, they considered a resolution to rescind the bylaw decision they made. And, uh, and the group, mostly, I guess, from Harrison County, voted not to rescind those changes. So it sent a message to all those leaders from Jackson County that in spite of what was a terrific debate about why regionalism was important, it sent a message that um, we, don't, we don't hear that message and we want, we, want, we want power to be in one county. We're going to talk more about that in the future. You know, I know you have a lot of thoughts about it. I know you're doing your homework on it. I'm continuing oh, yeah. to talk to people. I'll probably will do a series of shows about it in due time, but um, that's enough for now. Anything else you want to add, by the way? Yeah, look, I'll just say, you know, you look at what Louisiana just did with the money they're pumping into their tourism uh, industry, and and tourism money now is coming from the state level. And and one thing that got that rolling was this coastal Mississippi attitude. So the the localized money that that's there, whereas that it was important before, it seems to be, um, you know, there's a lot of money being invested 
statewide into our coast and into our other tourism areas. And so we just we've got to keep that in mind uh, when we when when these boards start making decisions. I totally agree with you. I think sometimes you can get so insular in your thinking, you forget that you represent an industry that are, you know, and the industry, when they, when they get surprised by changes that are happening right. that they weren't aware of, they get really concerned about that. And, you know, we, our regional effort uh, around tourism is the, is the key to success. We already know that. Look at what's happened during the pandemic. Hey, look, real quickly, the state's collections are, <laughs> are doing Unbelievably, we're up, up like sixteen and a half percent, which is uh, you know we've collected about five point three five billion dollars. It's it's exciting to see it come back. We have to have a little reservation still, though, don't we? Oh yeah, that's right. And look, so you know, and that gets us into the the state income. Now, because we really don't know what the cause is of this. Right. Hey, you, so I, I stop for one second because yeah. normally I'd let you keep going. Right. You uh, actually cut off there for a second. Uh, uh, Kyle's got to do a little bit of an edit. We usually let that go, but your your what you were saying was too important right. for it just to let it go. So come back to where you said that. Uh, just just start where you're answering the question, okay? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And, okay. Hang on one second. You good, Kyle? Okay. And you got the time, Kyle. How much time we got left? We got two twenty. Okay, good. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Just pick it up. Yeah. Right. I got done talking, and now you pick it up. Right, Ricky. Yeah, and look, that's that's very important to consider right now because we've got uh, we've got so much money that's been inserted into the system right now. We really don't know what we're dealing with. This is all brand new. So when you when we talk about things in the legislature, like cutting the state income tax or, or doing anything tax related right now that would have an effect on our revenue. We just have to be very, very careful uh, with how we do that. Um, we also, you know, down here on the coast, we know after Katrina, when you have one time money that comes in, you have to be careful how you spend that because you could end up costing yourself more money in the long run uh, than not. And then, you, you know, do you raise taxes, which, you know, of course we don't want to do. Um, you know, where do you curve things? So, so we've got to be really careful with that. But, but yeah, we we're we're in good shape now. Uh, look, Governor Tate Reeves uh, did a great job with keeping Mississippi open as long as we could, and 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 getting people back to work. And we're doing that right now with the, uh, you know, with waiving the federal uh, funds that are coming in for unemployment. Uh, so we we're doing good things, but we just don't know what we have right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, there's a you know there's a lot of conversations about transition. How much is this is the, is the economy transitioning out of the pandemic? How much of this is related to the five trillion dollar you know relief packages passed by Congress, and to what extent is that sort of creating sort of a false sense of security here? We have to let all those things kind of work their way out. Let's pray that it's not real inflation that's going to require some kind of inflationary action by the Federal Reserve, and that that, that these are just sort of natural aspects to a, a thriving economy when you face a pandemic and you've got you know, you've got issues with supply chains and all that, that eventually this transition is going to work itself out and we'll come out on the other side and be really good. We also have $1.9 billion that's coming to the state. We'll talk about that next when we come back from break.
can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Well, I have Senator Jeremy England with us from District 51, good friend of Coast View, smart guy, thinks a lot about these kind of issues. We're not going to get done all the things we want to talk about, so I'll have to get him back in the next week or two and we'll continue the conversation. But 1.9 billion. That's additional money coming to Mississippi that came from the most recent uh, relief package. What in the world are we going to do with that money? Yeah, look, the lieutenant governor puts it well. I think when he says that we've got to be careful not to, uh, you know, pick and choose just individual projects. We've got to look at the big picture of what we can do for Mississippi on that. And and I listened to your show um, just recently with Joe Max and and Ashley Edwards there, uh, and they talked about broadband. And you know, broadband is going to be one thing we're going to be able to use. Uh, for this money uh, to to get people connected to the internet, which is very very important in in today's world. I mean, shoot, look at with the pandemic, look at the uh, the telemedicine issue that came up and and things like that. I mean, it was so eye opening uh, as to how we need connectivity uh, here in Mississippi. But but also, I'm excited that a lot of this has been geared is going to be geared towards uh, underground infrastructure, which is is collapsing all over Mississippi, and there's communities that just don't have the ability to to repair that and and look that can once we repair those if we repair those with one time money we're good for 50 to 75 maybe even 100 years out so um you know that's something that that I hope we can do uh with this this 1.9 billion infrastructure improvements would be really really important and it would help us in the future in terms of uh, budgets all across uh Mississippi and what Ashley and Joe Max said about um, about about broadband and connecting Mississippi is the single most transformative thing we can do by far. There's nothing else that even comes close to having the kind of impact that that's going to have for our state. Anything we can do to continue to supercharge that. That's actually a great example, though, of how leadership in the state sort of aligned around a goal and mm-hmm. said, hey, man, we're going to do this. It's, it's impressive how how quickly we moved on that, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Look, Senator Joe Carter kind of spearheaded that from from our end of the hall and really did a, a fantastic job with with that, with getting with the the co-ops and with all the people. So, uh, you know, he deserves a lot of the credit for that. And and look, and then, you know, when you've got broadband, I, you know, I don't mean to switch topics on you, but but with this pipeline issue, you've got cybersecurity issue that we're, we're keeping up with. Uh, you've got Senator Scott Delano on top of that uh, w- with cybersecurity issues. And I, look, I talked with Dr. Mark Keenum from Mississippi State recently. The Mississippi is just, you know, we're like a prime location to do supercomputing. And we, we, we're going to be at the front end of that. And, and man, that's really going to be exciting to watch all of that uh, kind of develop over the next 10 years. And this $1.9 billion, if we can use that to put infrastructure in place to, uh, to have us ready to maybe lead the, lead the country or be among the top uh, states in the country to lead in, in new uh, internet and, and web uh, technology. Oh man, we're just going to be in a a whole new world it's, here. It's a it's a really really big deal. Let's shift gears. The the state income tax elimination passed the House. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it didn't get through the Senate. I think the Lieutenant Governor did a good job of leading on that issue. 
the reality was, and I wrote about this, and 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 look, I I, I don't think it's a good thing that the big three, the lieutenant governor, the the uh, the, the speaker of the house, and the governor were not in lockstep together about what we should do as it relates to this, because they couldn't agree on data. They could. And so I, I was critical on that point, but the fact is it's a stock, it's, it's a uh, tax swap uh, for the most part. Uh, you heard Joe Max talk about one of his industries up in the golden triangle. It would cost them $20 million a year. Dude, we can't, we can't fiddle around with this. And here's the reality. Too many, we talked about this, too many think tanks in this, are influencing public policy in a way that they don't seem to care about the ramifications, but the ramifications are severe, aren't they? They are. They are. And and look, since you mentioned, you know, one of the industries that I have here in my county uh, was looking at five to six million dollars a year with under this new tax system. And those are those are job killing numbers. And, you know, when I would talk about that, people would would want to throw out the old line that, oh, well, they don't pay their, their fair share anyways. But, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still five to six million dollars that they're not going to have to to expand or to, to make new developments or to make new hires. And, and that's just that's not that's not good for anybody. And, you know, before we move on, I do want to say that I appreciate Governor Tate Reeves and I appreciate Speaker Gunn getting the conversation going. Uh, but the way that once we got to looking at the bill, it just wasn't a good way to do things. It was going to kill a lot of industries. It was going to drive uh, consumers out of Mississippi. It was going to keep people from coming into Mississippi to to uh, to do things. It was going to hurt our manufacturing industry uh, tremendously, and we just can't we can't do that. Um, so I really supported uh, Senator Josh Harkins and a few others in the Senate that that wanted to do a study committee. You know, we don't want to just have this be a flash in the pan. You know, where we talk about an opportunity to maybe reduce income tax, we want to still look at it, but that's a, it's a two to three year process in my mind, at least to figure out how we can do this. That's, that's most beneficial for all uh, Mississippians. I can't agree more. I think the study committee is the way to go. And I was surprised they hadn't already done that. I hadn't already agreed on it. Had had a plan for where we go forward. Because look, a state, state, not having a state sales tax make us competitive from an industrial development point of view. It makes us competitive from a retiree point of view. But boy, if you don't get this right, man, it's, you know what? It's hard to do in a normal situation. But you come in, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you already made that point. Unbelievably difficult. Not the time to do it. We need to get our, our ducks in a row. We need to get our leaders aligned around the data, for goodness sake. If you can't agree on the data, you certainly can't agree on where you go from here. Hey, man, there's a lot for us to talk about still. But we're going to have you back next week or so. And we're going to continue the conversation because there's some really big issues out there. Like, like job development and other things, uh, work development, uh, to talk about the BP money and how it's going to help Moss Point and other communities. And the, we need to stay focused on transformative projects. I could go on and on, but you have a lot of thoughts about those things. We'll get you rescheduled and we'll continue the conversation. Yeah, Ricky, look, I appreciate it. And look, Ryan Miller, the new guy we've got doing workforce development is great. And I can't say enough about what we've got uh, on the horizon for Moss Point and, uh, and the eastern side of Jackson County. Man, it's really exciting. But but I always love coming on and talking with you. We'll see you in a week or so, my, my friend. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you, Ricky. This has been Senator Jeremy England from District 51, and uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.